0: Yo, 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 you're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy and I'm hanging out in the studio all solo for lockdown because, you know what, I could have called my team in but then I thought, nah, this is my show. This is all for me. I want this one. Um, so that's why I'm alone. No, I'm kidding. I just don't know how to work all the buttons quite quite perfectly. So I did some pre-recordings earlier today with Toby. Um, this episode we'll have a discussion about a scientific article which i Um, It's quite interesting and related to COVID and video games. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, stick around for later in the episode for that one. Um, We're also going to be talking about the week in gaming news, as per usual, uh, delivered by the wonderful Zara. Um, And then after that, I will be giving you a review of a game called Wingspan that I had the opportunity to play with Melee uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, It's not a typical game for us in that it's a board game, and um, board games are great, especially when you're stuck at home with family or housemates. Um, they're a great a great way to stay connected to your household, so you're not completely stuck to Netflix or your phone or something like a screen the whole time. Um, not that I have a problem with staring at the screen playing video games, but you know, if you want to take a break, board games are fun too. You know, they're out there. Um, yeah, anyway, I hope you've been having a great time. I hope you've been playing lots of games and, um, staying safe. We can, uh, listen to the week in gaming news. So let's do it.
2: This week in gaming news, free play 2021 awards. FreePlay is Australia's largest celebration of Australian independent games, and each year displays a diverse array of games made by developers from all walks of life. This year, the FreePlay award was granted to Umurangi Generation Baragam Digital, a first-person photography game set in the future. Some other finalists include Webbed by SBug Games for Excellence in Design, Along Goodbye by Dana McKay for Excellence in Narrative, Neon Cyborg Cat Club by Edwin Montgomery for Experimental Game Award. Completely Stretchy and Uncomfortably Sticky by Daniel Ferguson for Excellence in Visual Art. The Lighthouse at the Edge of the Universe by Ella Lim for Non-Digital Game Award. The Snow Gardens by Anthony Cristiano for Student Game Award. Meal Mates by Magic Doidoo for excellence in audio, Under a Star Called Sun by Cecil Richard for Microgame Award, Before We Leave by Balancing Monkey Games for Across the Ditch Award. For more information about free play and to check out these finalists, as well as semi-finalists, you can check out the Zed Games Facebook page on at Zed Games AU. WitcherCon is almost here. Fans of the books, games, and show will be able to come together for all things Witcher at WitcherCon, a digital convention taking place on July 9th on Netflix, YouTube, and Twitch. Fans are being warned that there will be no new game announcements. However, there is plenty to look forward to, such as a deep dive into the making of the games, the Netflix series, merchandise, and behind-the-scenes footage. In addition, there will be interactive panels with people involved in the creation of The Witcher, with never-before-seen reveals and explorations into the lore and the world of the Witcher. There is a lot more to look forward to, so if you're a fan, definitely check out the full schedule, which you can see on the Zed Games Facebook page at zedgames.au. Real life Dogmeat passes away. Fallout fans are probably well aware of Dogmeat, the canine companion who helps and backs up the play through thick and thin. A brave and capable German shepherd, it's no secret that Dogmeat is held fondly in many hearts. The real life inspiration for the Fallout companion, River, has sadly passed away. Fallout 4 senior designer, Joel Bogres, tweets Dogmeat is a tether. He grounds you in the world, will always stand by you, leads you to your family, and anticipates your needs. He wants you to be safe and happy. In other words, he loves you, and if love is River's legacy, I am contented. Rest in peace, big girl. River had won an award for her role in Fallout 4, and true to Dogmeat's companion role in the game, she had a major role as a companion to developers. And now for some upcoming game releases. July 1 brings Space Jam, a new legacy, the game, to the Xbox One. July 6, you'll see Ender the Quietus of the Nights for the PS4 and PS5, A Plague Tale, Innocence for the PS5, Xbox Series X and the Switch, Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline DLC for the PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and Xbox One, and on July 7, you can see Fallout 76, Steel Rain Update for the PC, PS4 and Xbox One, and Out of Line for the Switch. That's it this week in gaming news. Thank you, Zara, for the week in
0: gaming news. Sad news about Dog Meat, about River from Far Cry. Um, it's never nice when a dog passes away, and it's extra sad when you have famous dogs pass away from games that we love. Um, rest in peace to you, River. Um, yeah, that's sad. But in a more like more happy mood, because you know we we can't stay sad all the time. Um, we're going to talk about Witcher. Because there's WitcherCon coming, and um, I'm not the largest fan of the Witcher series, or the whole franchise in general, but I am a huge fan of the Netflix series. Um, I'm someone who has never played a Witcher game. I'm also someone who's never read the books, Um, but I am someone who uh, started getting into the Netflix series, and um, who doesn't love Henry Cavill, so, you know, that's just a reason to watch right there. But Witchicon is going to be run over 2 days. Now the f- it's technically going to be July 10th for us at 3 a.m. is when it starts because you know everything cool gaming is obviously in the states and we never get it at the right time. That's fine. Someone will record it and you can watch it on YouTube later. Uh ZED Games will put it up on our Facebook page at ZED Games AU when that happens. So then you can rewatch in your own time and your own leisure. You don't have to stress. Um, But it's looking to be like a pretty cool event. So they're going to be talking about uh, The Witcher Season 2, Deck of Destiny, which is obviously, you know, anticipating, been anticipating that for a long, long time. They've got a bigger budget this time. So expect, you know, a grander scale of production. There also is another segment, uh, CD Projekt Red's Memories from the Path stories behind The Witcher games. So, you know, we're going to get a bit of the insider you know, stuff and what the developers do and what they get up to and the immersive side of the stories and, you know, revisiting old memories, uncovering forgotten things and stuff like that. So that's going to be really cool to to listen to as well. There's Geralt of Riviera. So that's going to be, which is a meeting of the Witcher masterminds as key creators of the Witcher games and the Witcher Netflix series team up to test their knowledge of the wider Witcher universe. So that's going to be like a quiz game, um, which would be interesting to see if, you know, the people who know the series best actually get the answers correct. Um, there's also going to be CD Projects, Red's The Witcher behind the video games. So look at that. And then Tales from the White Wolf, which will be a spotlight conversation with yours. Tr- no, it's not me. It's Henry Cavill. <laughs> so he's going to, yeah, is I'll grow up to be him one day. Um, yeah, so he's going to be there hosted by Josh Horowitz. So that's going to be really cool. Um, you can check all that out. Yeah, that's the week in gaming news. I mean, I don't really have anything else to tell you other than, um, yeah, get hyped for Witcher. I actually got a text message in from a guy named Paul. Not the Paul from Zed Games, but uh, a Paul nevertheless. Um, He's playing Fortnite Battle at the moment uh, with his daughter, and that's really sweet. So I'm glad that's what you're playing during this lockdown. Um, you say that you do- You bought the game, well, well, it's a free-to-play, but you're saying that you're playing Fortnite for your daughter. But really, we all know deep down it's okay, you can play Fortnite, we're not judging you. Nobody's judging you for playing Fortnite. <laughs> it's all good, Paul. Without further ado, I am going to push play on a review that I have done earlier in the week on a game called Wingspan. Um, it's a board game. I enjoyed it. Just, you know, spoiler alert right there. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hit play on this button and we can listen to the past version of me. Let's go. going to be doing a review on Wingspan, which is both a board game and a digital game. So um, I'll start by giving off some information about it. So it was developed by Monster Couch and the designer is Elizabeth Hargrave. It was published by Mayer Games and the music is by Pal Gorniak. Its platforms are a physical board game which is for one to five players and then it is also available on Mac and Windows. It was released in September 2020. Its genre is board game, card game, relaxing strategy, turn-based. It's age-appropriate for 10 and up, and its playtime is roughly 40 to 70 minutes. Now, Wingspan comes in two forms, obviously, which is the physical board game, which it's most known for. However, it is also known for its video game on Steam that simulates the physical game. So, first off, I'll read to you a little bit of the description on the back of the box, which is, You are bird enthusiasts, researchers, bird watchers, ornithologists, and collectors, seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your aviary. Wingspan is a card-driven, engine-building board game that has a medium-level learning curve. That is why it's recommended for players aged 10 and up. The game is lavishly designed and produced with brightly colored boards. Over 150 cards with stunning pastel illustrations of birds and habitats alike. You also have a bird feeder dice tower that you can assemble, which is super easy to do. Custom wooden die, cute little eggs, and all the rule books, appendixes, and other forms of paper are all in this wonderful waterproof fabric to protect the integrity of the pack. The game is visually charming. It inspires a relaxing environment and a pleasant state of mind. Wingspan is considered in the top 10 board games of 2020. Now, Wingspan is a game where you're basically trying to do two things, one of two things, um, which you can determine with the players before you start. You could go the points route or the goals route to determine a winner. Points is just how many points you can Points is basically the system of how many points you can accumulate for each round, for things such as eggs, bonus cards, what food you have stored, end of round goals achieved, and tucked birds. If you were to go the goal's objective, points are less relevant unless those points are to build towards a set goal. For example, the player with the most eggs in the nest or the player with the most birds in a particular habitat will win. The game is played out over four rounds, each round giving you less turns as you go, such as first round you have eight moves, second round seven, third round six, and so on. Each player is given a personal player board at the beginning of the game that is segmented into three different habitats, forest, grasslands, and wetlands. Each habitat has their own unique set of abilities, and activating a habitat will grant you bird powers, such as the grasslands will mean you can lay eggs, forest is for obtaining food, and the wetlands are for you to be able to draw more bird cards. For each bird you play onto the board, they will most likely have their own unique powers, which is listed on each card. Those unique powers will only be triggered when you play the bird for the first time or every time you activate that habitat. On each card, there is also listed the wingspan of each bird, which is where the title of the game comes in. Now, there is a lot to get into with wingspan, and the layers of strategy can get quite complex. Melee and I took about 45 minutes to get the initial handle on things before we started playing actual rounds. We did also find that the rules around how the bird feeder worked a little confusing. I did eventually figure it out, Um, thank you YouTube, so my advice is to reference some player tutorials online if you get stuck, they were super helpful. In saying that, when you get the physical game inside the box, you also receive a 30% off the digital edition of Wingspan on Steam, which sits around the 20 Australian dollar mark. I started playing the tutorial in the digital game and it is the exact same game as the physical one, there are no differences other than the platform. The tutorial helped me get a better handle of the game and definitely felt more hands-on. Also, the digital game is just as visually stunning and the UI is easy to follow. Nothing is cluttered and you get to hear all the bird sounds of each bird you play, not to mention cute little animations bringing to life all the cards from the physical version of the game. Accompanying the digital version of the game is a soundtrack by Pal Gorniak, titled My Realm, that you can also purchase as a DLC from the Steam store. The music is cinematic, relaxing, and filled with wonderful string and wind instruments taking you on an adventure into the wilderness. Whether that be in a calming meadow, wandering the grasslands, or exploring the treetops, Pal does a wonderful job of transporting you with this exquisite composition. My time with Wingspan is only just starting, as I convince family and friends to get in on this bird-loving action. This game is peaceful, awesomely fun, competitive, and invites you to appreciate our natural world, which is something I think we always need to do. I want to give a special thanks to Presence of Mind, who are located in Paddington, Twong, and Fairfield, that specialize in physical games, board games, card games, strategy games, role-playing games, educational games, puzzles, party games, so many games. And not to mention magic kits as well as arts and crafts. Presence of Mind are a family run business and has been around for over 20 years. My mom actually used to buy me games there when I was little. And that's where I got me this copy of Wingspan. So if you're looking for something to do, Presence of Mind are open during lockdown. So bring a face mask and respect social distancing, grab yourself a game, puzzle or two, and spend some time with family or your housemates there will be a link to Presence of Mind on the Zed Games Facebook page at Zed Games AU. So you can check that all out. Yo, that was past me. I thought that was um, a very good review. Thank you very much, Easy, for that. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Cool. Uh, I got a message from my fantastic Zed Games team. Uh, Wingspan is not also just in the Steam library. You can also get it on the Nintendo Switch eStore now. I did eShop, sorry. So yeah, um, you can. If you don't have a com- gaming computer, you can still get it on your Switch, which is pretty cool. We are now about to head into a pretty rad segment. I was having a chat to our good mate Toby um you know zed games co-host and freshly trained announcer um i will soon see him in this hot seat very hot seat good luck mate (laughs) um yeah we had a chat earlier today um about COVID 19 and video games um there is a correlation we'll get to that point um you know what i'm just gonna push this button and the point will get to you let's do it So, we're now about to have a discussion with Toby on a scientific article that he has uh, been searching for or looking up that we're going to discuss today.
1: This discussion, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Toby, would you like to lead us into this? <laughs> Introduce me. Damn it. Okay. So
1: basically, I found an article uh, which, of course, hasn't been uh, fully published. It is uh, done by a Glasgow professor and their intern. Or I can't even... Oh, they won't like me calling them an intern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a PhD student, God, doing their master's thesis. Um, and it's a survey. Uh, basically, headline is playing video games during COVID-19 pandemic and infects on players' well-being. And I thought this was very appropriate seeing as we've just been plummeted back into that wonderful thing we call
0: lockdown. Yeah, lockdown fun.
1: Lockdown <laughs> fun. Okay, so I'll read the abstract and we'll get back onto the same page. Okay. So the COVID-19 pandemic has affected our lives in various ways, including how we choose to spend our time and deal with unproceeding circumstances. Anecdotal reports suggest that many have turned to playing to video games during the pandemic. To better understand how games are being used during lockdown, we conducted an online survey with 781 people that focused on gameplay habits and effects on players' well-being. We find that, sometime, we find that time times playing games has increased for 71% of respondents, while 58% of respondents reported that playing games has impacted their well-being, with the overwhelming majority of responses indicating a positive impact. We identified seven ways that games have affected players, such as providing cognitive stimulation and opportunities to socialise, and a variety of benefits related to mental health, including reduced anxiety and stress. Our findings highlight the socio-cultural significance of video games and the potentially positive nature of games' effects on well-being. Basically, games are doing good stuff.
0: Games are doing (laughs) good stuff, that's right.
1: (laughs) It's not just, oh god, internet gaming disorder and all those kinds of things that I did find while I was researching... But it's trying to find those things that actually impact us in a positive way.
0: And, like, the thing is, too, like, with, um, I think COVID has definitely brought a lot of people closer to gaming. Like, I think we mentioned before Animal Crossing being, like, a big way to bridge the gap uh, for people who are trying to connect with loved ones when, you know, you're isolated. Um, Yep.
1: It's actually shown in that study. there, with that with those surveys, they actually increased from several times a day to were just pre uh, the outbreak. Um, only ten percent were playing several times a day, with and it moved up to forty percent once the outbreak outbreak and lockdown happened. So it's that focus of moving into games as well it was it has actually been quali- qualified in this study.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I also liked how um, not just the fact that COVID has actually a bit of, like uh, positive for the gaming front and people to actually mm-hmm. be in- involved in games more. But I've also was like reading through some of the study and it talked about how people actually expanded on their genres of games that they like to oh, play. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yep. instead of just playing, oh, I just play mobile games. No, now they've gone and, you know, bought a Nintendo Switch and now they're playing mm-hmm. something different. Maybe they've got Mario Kart at home they didn't before and um so it's nice to see people expanding their horizons on the game front too
1: and also going backwards also they've started to go into their steam library and actually playing those games they bought 14 years ago (laughs) and (laughs) never actually touched people are actually going oh i actually get to touch my backlog
0: yeah, that's interesting um, you say that because yeah. Paul and I have the thing that we call the the gamers' disease, which is you yep. you buy so many games and you think you're going to get to them and you just <laughs> never play
1: them. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but and we all know that the hardware issue that we all all, all happened with the when the COVID bad break happened, nobody could get any of the thirty eighties or uh, the play, PlayStation Five issues, but everybody managed to. Get a Nintendo Switch, like you said.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> Nintendo Switch is never out of stock. So, you know, they, they seem yeah. to always get them in pretty quickly, even when they sell out. So mm-hmm. you don't have to stress about that. I'm, I'm interested, actually, with the with this study, it talks a little bit about, you know, 781 participants, which is quite a small pool when you think about it. Um, but there's a lot of studies that are based in Australia that also pretty much give you the same sort of answer to, as this one which is that Australians really love video games more now especially <laughs> since lockdown um but actually of this study 47 percent so almost 50 percent um mm-hmm. were people aged between 16 and 24 and then uh another 35 percent uh was 25 to 34 years old in the study so it is sort of your young younger demographic um but there there is older people who are, have reached out and exper- experimented with games during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, from ages 35 to 44, there was 11%. And 45 to 55, um, there was 4.5% of people there too. So, you know, and so on. So it's good yeah, to see, and, yeah. Yeah, it's good to see old, older people sort of going, oh, I'm going to try this out since I've got the time. And yeah.
1: And also 50% of the participants were also employed. Like, it's not something that we think about when we think about gamers, and, like, a lot of us are, like, 38.5, so almost 40% of participants were actually employed full-time in this as well. So, it, the idea that games are, are just for certain populations of people is completely blown to the sidelines with this. It's actually a good range of everybody from retired homemakers, students, and unemployed, as well as all of those people who are employed out there.
0: Yeah, you're actually making me think of, um, you know, there's this whole, uh, what is a gamer in quotations, you know, oh, I'm a gamer, Uh, all that sort of bro-ish sort of culture that sort of surrounds it. But in actual fact, um, there was was that study recently that also showed that um, 47% of gamers people who play video games over the age of 18 in Australia are women. Mm. So, you know, that's getting pretty close to your 50, 50 mark. Um, They're just less noticeable online.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: So, you know, and that's... (laughs) <laughs> Which, well, you know, that there's, there's a lot of stuff on online gaming that makes it not the most welcoming space for women. And that's something that, you know, is constantly looked into. And, and you know, a lot of companies are working on trying to change that culture. Um, but there's also, you know, it changes the stereotype of what we think about games when we have studies done like this that talk about positive impacts that have a, you know, a variety of different types of people, different demographics of people, um, you can actually see that a gamer is not just, you know, your 15 year old kid who stuffs his face with cake in a dungeon under the house. You know, that, that, that's really prehistoric thinking because that's not actually true. A gamer can be a 65 year old retired woman who's playing Sudoku on a phone at home. She's just as much yep. a gamer as anybody else. Um, so it's cool to see the these sorts of studies breaking down stigmas around the industry and consumers of that that medium.
1: Coming back to specifically this study, it is qualitative, not quantitative. So while it does have large amounts of numbers, it is focusing on not the five choices, like strongly agreed, strongly disagree. It is actually do you do A, and if so, write me a paragraph. And it's taking information from there. So it's a much more open uh, study in this respect. But it also focuses on, like it said in the thing, specific types of impacts on well-being. So it goes through mental health, stress relief, escapism, cognitive stimulation, brain work, agency normalization, so socialization, and also that negative thing that we talk that a lot of people focus on with gaming, uh, how much games might be of a negative impact on people's lives. Um, But overwhelmingly, even just focusing on... It's just straight the negative, the one that that people will pick up. The negative one, it is actually... It's more a perception that gaming is a waste of time or it is seen as them wasting their time. Um, So it's more of a personal point of view that causes that negative process. So if you focus more on the fact that respondents in this game and mental health, respondents reported games that feeling grounded, more positive, uh, mood improvements in games... From all across the board, from Animal Crossing to Red Dead Redemption Two, um, and that kind of—if we focus more on the positive impacts that gaming brings—that can take a, that can take away from some of that social negative uh, perception and take away a lot of that. What's that word? Stigma. A lot of that yeah, yeah. stigma, mental pressure that mm. people have when they when they pick up a game and they just get anxiety just from. Oh, but I could be doing this. I could be doing that. Is this a waste of my time? No, because you're actually helping yourself feel better and therefore you'll be better off in the long term. It's
0: a form of self care. That's what we need yes. to get to. We need to get to this place of gaming is a form of self care. It is a way that you can de stress, relax, and you know, life is life can be really hectic and it can be really stressful, especially when, you know, with COVID. So, you know, having a form of escape is a really refreshing uh thing to know that you can tap into when you need it yeah
1: yep mm. it's as good as picking up a book sometimes and nobody's gonna yell at you for when you decide to read a book so why would they yell at you for when you decide to pick up the game Boy, hey you know god i just aged myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have gotta to... i'm just gonna you know i start to wrap up a little bit now but i was just gonna say that You know, thank you to ScoMo for, you know, saying board games are essential because, you know, uh, your local EB games and your local store, like gaming store, are most likely going to be open still because they're considered an essential service because it's good for your mental health. Um, Absolutely. So go out there, get 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 yourself a puzzle, a board game, or even just like jump on like your Steam library, and maybe there's something that you want to dive into again. Maybe there's a an expansion that came out and you haven't had a chance to play through it, and this is your opportunity. Yeah, maybe was...
1: dig out Dad's old Game Boy and pull out some triple pull out some double A's <laughs> and have some fun.
0: Dust off the sixty four. Get your siblings back in the room and sh- and thrash them. It's a, a thing. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, Toby, for all that.
1: Not a problem.
0: It is now the end of Zed Games. I just really enjoy talking about video games with you guys and, you know, having your message in and let me know what you're feeling and what's, what's happening out there. Um, until next week, you know, if there's more great stuff coming, um, thank you so much. Uh, all the best. Stay safe. And play lots of games.
2: Thanks for listening to Zed Games.
1: If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify.
2: Or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See you next time.